Last time on Chronicles of the Omen, in Inn Reborn, the Fire Clan squashed for now. An Informatron on the move? Oh my, let's continue. Alright, kind of loosen the pants a little bit, kick back just a slight. You guys have some downtime, so this is going to be a good moment if you guys obviously want to figure out items, if you want to roleplay any specific conversations, this is sort of obviously a good time for that sort of, sort of deal. If anybody wants to go first. Uh, I have something that I would uh, like to discuss. Hello. Yeah. He is. Potential trade. Um, uh, I know you usually carry that staff uh, in both hands, but have you considered um, ever finding a bit of extra protection at one point? Yes, I've been trying to figure out how I can boost my defenses, because, I mean, the shell on my back's good, but shields more, don't really look more nice. never hurt. Um, I have one of the things we found in the tomb, uh, this orb, I put out the orb of the Stein rune. Oh, yes. Um, and it'll say, if you... Uh, I've figured out the basics of it, but if you spend a bit of time and uh, put the rune that's on this onto some sort of shield, it will keep you safe from uh, things like arrows and, you know. Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, projectiles. He's going to kind of like perk up at the the note of runes. I figured so. Yep. Very much flashes back to your fire rune that you've got on your cannon now. And the book of runes that yeah. I have. Yep. And, and your book of runes, correct. Uh, yeah. And I noticed that you were carrying around, but not necessarily using uh, that crystalline uh, blade. Ah, I think it would be the, the scimitar. Yeah. I think it would benefit us both if we uh, had a bit of a, a trade. Oh, yeah, well, happily. Hand him the, the thing. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely the crystal over. scimitar is in D and D Beyond, so you should be able to get it in there easy. Mm. And then Spencer, you're gonna gain the orb of the Stein rune, S T E I N, Oof. and that also should be in D and D Beyond. So. S-T- what? S-T-E-I-N. Orb of the Stein Rune. Yeah. And with the amount of time e from here to Barolo, you are both going to well be, if you would like to, be attuned to those, obviously, traded items. You will have the time to, you know, study them. And you both have the original person there to help you figure it out, so. No big deal there. Yep, and then I'm also just going to dive... Look over that necklace that I picked up off of. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Burden. Yes. Uh, let me turn on my wagon music real fast here on my side. All right. You are investigating the Talisman of Fireball, correct? Yeah. God, How many charges? God help me. Give me a... <laughs> um, well, you were wanting to do something to identify this, right, Spencer? I know we Cast briefly... identify? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so if you'd like to, you can obviously do that. Yeah. <laughs> Good. 
<laughs> All right, Spencer. So you are able to just sort of cast the identify spell. Obviously, you you touch the uh, what's it called? You touch the talisman necklace that you took off Verdon very recently. Very quickly, you identify that this does require attunement. It is a, an item with charges, and it is bound to that fireball spell. Uh, it only has, unfortunately, as of right now, one charge per day to use fireball with. Mm -hmm. However, it is a full power fireball with the normal sort of effects as fireball. So keep that in mind. Uh, you do have to wear it as well. So it's not something you can just kind of hold in your hand. It has to actually be worn around your neck to be able to cast. So, Okay. But yeah. Um, and then otherwise, it's only using f fireball. Um, but, you know, obviously with your mind, you might immediately begin to wonder, how can I expand this? How can I improve on it? That sort of situation. <laughs> but for now, for now, God help us. It's only one charge <laughs> per day for your I fire, think. your free fireball again does not use a spell slot, I should clarify. It sort of uses that charge instead. So just to be clear. Is that in D and D Beyond or No. No, I yeah. don't I don't believe so. I'll do maybe look for one that has it, but otherwise Probably the closest thing you could get is the necklace of fireball. Alright. Um so you again are able to identify all that information about the talisman. Yeah, sort I'm of on your that only has one charge. Yeah, you bet, you bet. <laughs> Alright, and then um any other items that you two would like to sort of identify in this moment or spend uh, time with? I don't... I don't believe I have anything else. Uh, I think I do either. I think for the remainder of the trip, uh, I'll just be going back and forth with the orb and the rune book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and at the bet. same time, I'll be also asking a Formatron any like questions to see what actually he knows or not. <laughs> oh, okay. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good. In fact, I'm going to hand him the living augmentation book that I have and Whoa. see, like, read this. I am happy to. As you guys are just sort of moving along <laughs> through the forests of Bane June, you just kind of pass in Formatron the book, and it scans this book very fast this it's almost insane how fast it turns not like the comical like you don't even see the hand sort of situation but it's like one second boom next page boom one second boom next page boom. It, it is basically just photocopy turn, yeah exactly photocopy turn. and then within a matter of 15 minutes maybe this and this tron as you named it is just going to close the final page of the book and just pass it back to you aloe that was a fascinating read. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Al is going to be kind of like dumbstruck by this, and he's going to continue to read it, the same book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, right. Did I miss something? You just pick up from like a bookmark you have that's like, even with your travels, you're like a third of the way through the book. You're like, how the fuck? <laughs> just turn it through trying to be like, how did he do that? But yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. All right, try again here. Asagi, is there something you would like to do in this downtime? Um, there we go. I would probably just continue his, like, uh, Elvish translation of the map. Um, oh, yes. Um, at this point, honestly, um, I feel like you have earned the right to know Elv... Um, not full Elvish, I suppose, 
But if you want to add Elvish to your languages that you can understand, I think that would be okay. Just I know you've done that can read Elvish. probably like four times, four or five times you've mentioned that. So can read. Hey. I respect the <laughs> yeah. time your character has put into it. So. Can yeah. read but not speak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Elvish. laughs> okay, I was trying to figure out how to word it in that sort of way. You got it. Yeah, you can read it. You can't quite speak it. Yeah. I can't understand it, but I can read it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, do you have any items that you would like to sort of spend any time learning more about during your travels? Mm. Uh, probably like they know of it, but like uh, they are quite curious and would probably just approach um, Aloe. Yeah. What? Yeah. What could you learn about lithium? Lithium. With your spell. Uh, you mean the stuff he's gonna pull out like one of the bottles? He's like, "Why I want to know about it?" What? Uh, what would your spell give you information about it? Like, I, I am, I am quite curious. Your identify spell, I presume. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. like, do you mean identify or detect magic? Both. All right, I'm going to cast identify on it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it, you do have to be touching it, and I'm not going to quite have the file, so I imagine you just sort of like dip your finger into it to sort of fulfill the spell. Yeah, like just like the 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 outermost like claw that would be your finger. <laughs> yeah, wait <laughs> yeah. in there. Yeah, you bet. Ooh, you... Way touch it, though. Oh, what was that? Sorry. Oh, it's like from Kung Fu Panda. The Ooh, way touch. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. I <laughs> the wooshy finger hold. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, Spencer, make an Arcana check for me as you're sort of dipping your finger into this. That would be a twenty-two. Twenty-two. You are able to identify quite a bit from dipping your finger into the lithium. This is a very potent and highly addictive, as you're quickly identifying from interacting with it here. You almost don't want to take your finger out of it yet. Um, however, it, in addition to giving you sort of a euphoria, it can also enhance your spellcasting ability and even temporarily allow you to cast sorcerer spells. Um, however, again, with your 22, was that before I continue? Yep. Yeah. Good. However, in addition to some of these benefits, it can also be a bit dangerous and, of course, unpredictable. Um, so this isn't something you would want to use consistently. It's more of like a, if you need last-ditch effort to maybe get a good spell out of it, you might want to ingest this sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Just to kind of close off, this would connect to sort of a wild magic surge. I presume all of you guys are somewhat familiar. Mm -hmm. If you were to ingest that in a decent quantity, you would sort of trigger that. So, and yeah, you can sort of relay so you don't have to <laughs> describe everything I just said. You can sort of relay that to Tanto here. Yeah, I'm also going to say Tron, listen and write this down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say Tron was already actively listening, but yes, he does nod obviously to you and just continues noting. Yeah. Is that uh, is sufficient? <laughs> I had my um, suspicions, but that confirms it. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. 
All right. <laughs> I'm going to do an inspection of uh, Savinus' character here real fast, just so he's not fully, fully, fully behind. Um, he is just going to be used, kind of inspecting his Dragon's Wrath weapon, which is, again, the Slumbering Dragon's Wrath weapon he got from that family at the shop, of course. And he just he's just going to spend his time just sort of learning more about the item, just fully understanding every way he can use it. And that's what he's going to be doing, as well as trying to... God forbid if he doesn't want this. God, sort of trying to flirt with the horses that are pulling your guys' carriage, but he's not getting anywhere. Uh, I'll do a charisma roll for him just to sort of wrap that up for now. He gets a four. Uh, a six. Okay. Um, you just hear a nay as he's just, damn it, just moves back away. Just kind of awkwardly comes off to the side of the carriage. Yeah. And then uh, um, just on the rest of the way, uh, Al is going to be playing with dragon chess with Tron. <laughs> dragon chest i have a dragon chest set beautiful all right picking back up you guys have spent we'll say a couple of days during that time the child wizard that you encountered previously oh, did not show up so you might be oh. kind of like anticipating his arrival <laughs> yes. um, but it's been like five days at this point and you have not heard from him at all uh, however, mm. after, again, these three or four days of travel further east, once again with your wagon, again, keeping your head down, just trying to avoid any unnecessary attention after everything with Oradia, you guys arrive to the beautiful city of Barolo. And let me tab over to my notes for this city real fast here. I'm not going to go too in-depth on actually what's going on here, but it is a beautiful city. As a lot of these cities are, this one is uncharacteristically flat. So we'll say you guys kind of come up and over a hill on the western side of the city. Again, the southwest corner of the city you guys are going to here. And whenever you come over, you know, not even that big of a hill, you can very easily see all the way across the city and spare a couple sort of towering circular buildings that are kind of red and orange all the buildings here are like one story a bit flatter than usual not even sort of curved roofs no real detail of just very flat squared off roofs and i'm just gonna move savinus out of the way he's still with you but i'm just not gonna be worried about him here and I will leave it up to you guys. So there's quite a bit of activity on the streets, even though I don't have many tiles down. Just keep in mind, there's a lot of hustling and bustling of people. Um, I'll start again always with Aloe, just because the fucking A. So I'll skip Aloe this time. <laughs> Ferris, you are going to be able to notice sort of on your way into the city as you sort of pass by some of these flat red orange brick buildings you notice a statue that stands out quite a bit from some of the other buildings, and it's just a magic-looking guy that's made out of some sort of red sandstone material. And that's sort of one of the things here that draw your eye. And you guys may interact as you wish. I'm going to drop a shit ton of gnome citizens here just to <laughs> signify the people on the street. Uh, question, uh, was that a long rest or short rest? That can be a long rest. We, that was multiple days. we had a few days. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. You're, you're clear. Yeah. Yeah. I need my spell slots back. <laughs> oh, good, good. And you can also be healed up by now, obviously, Spencer. Yeah. I'm I mean, no you might be scarred death. mentally, but physically <laughs> you are healed up for now. 
And yeah, <laughs> you guys are free to continue in your wagon. You don't really have a direction. You just arrived at the city, and it's time to investigate. Wasn't this the city you were directed to by a voice in your mind? That is true. Yes, it is. With that, were you given a place or just the town? Uh, Spencer, feel free to make a history there. check if you just want to just do it the easy way. Yep. <laughs> to see if you're going of a 19. Son of a bitch. Why do I do <laughs> this? Yes, Spencer, you remember something about an observatory in the city is what you recall from sort of overhearing Tanto and that being at the portal. An observatory. However, that as you all it. enter the city, I will need a wisdom saving throws from all of you. Gosh dang. Thank you. Oh, saving throw. Oh, this is still technically a thing. It's a two. It wasn't a one. It's still not good, but it wasn't a one. Oh, this is going to be so much fun with Tanto not being affected. All right. You guys enter the city. Um, you are. We'll say that you just disembark, just to not make it too complicated. You just sort of take a moment to disembark woo, from the wagon here, and you all get off. Very quickly, it feels very to Ferris and Aloe. This city feels amazing. It feels like home. Like, for Ferris, it might give you a sort of sensation you haven't felt in a long time. Um, probably since before your death. Uh, but this place feels good. And as you're sort of looking around, it, it feels fantastic. Like, there's little bunnies that are just sort of eating some of these little little carrot embankments that are set up around some of the streets here. There's very happy gnomish people. There's dwarves. There's elves. It's a very bustling sort of main street into the city, and everyone seems to be having a great time. And you guys are both having a great time. <laughs> uh, Tanto, you realize that all these fucking people are walking around with smiles on their face. It does not seem natural to you. Um... And continue with that, Ferris and Aloe both now have a weird smile on their face as well, as they're sort of continuing their investigation around this area. All right, um, what would you guys like to do? Obviously, it feels great. feels good. Does it feel too good? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> not, not to us. Not to no. you, not at all. All right, uh, Ferris or Aloe, what would you two happy boys love to do here? Uh, There's okay. a few shops that you can investigate on the city. I'm not going to give you everything, obviously, um, but there's plenty to do here. Uh, I mean, just to, just to start with, like, probably... This is definitely the first time they have seen him smile, whether, you know, voluntary or not. <laughs> right, um, yeah. Definitely the first time any of them have seen him, like, this kind of, like... It's probably more like, it's probably like more intense than even like most other people. Oh just yeah, just because it's just very unnatural. <laughs> sure, um, the muscles are not used all that often. The smiling no. muscles, so it's like your no. face is like halfway to the smile, but then it like pushes past it. Yeah, bit awkward. Uh, you would just kind of like move over, um, like start to pass by, and then notice just random rabbits that are just like chilling out oh yeah yeah like that's pretty cool yeah and they're very happy rabbits they're all very happily eating at carrots and you know the other you know 
vegetables growing in the ground here. However, as you're walking by, obviously your eyes would wander towards the large shop here near the entrance of the city. You will see this bright blue store, and there is a large statue that resembles a guy that you can kind of see in the shadows of the interior here. Again, just for more context, it is a nice sunny day here. There's no sort of rain or any crazy weather like that. It's just a nice sort of spring day here in the town. Again, everything feels amazing. Uh, and with your, you know, cursatory glance walking by, you see sort of a guy who, who's very clearly trying to draw your attention as you're moving by. He is a merchant, after all. And he's got <laughs> what would be like medieval sparklers in a way that he's just oh sort of boy. being like, Come in! Come in! See what I have in store! Whipping, whipping the little uh, sparklers back and forth. And his voice echoes back and forth across the street. And, yeah, in this weird, semi-lucid <laughs> state, you probably would get drawn in by it. Oh, yeah. The bright, yeah, the bright crackling lights, all that, that yeah, it looks good. And as you both approach, he says, Ah, oh, two of new friendly clients. Fantastic. And he's going to quickly blow out the two little sparklers, set them down like uniform next to each other on a little table, and then just approach you both with open hands. This guy, let me scroll down to his description. This man is the Counter Wizard. His real name is Harold. He, he's quick to tell you that. He says, I am the Counter Wizard. And just kind of runs his hands across the shelves behind him. And there's many, many trinkets and oddities and jars with different, you know, creature body parts. And there is definitely a bunny mixed in one of those jars if you take the time to investigate. <laughs> um, but it's just, again, just a shop full of a bunch of stuff. And he is wearing a very thin blue duster that goes around, the, you know, his shoulders down all the way to his feet. And it's got these small little golden highlights that go around sort of his hood area down the center of his cloak. Similar to the tile that you see there, but just a bit more fancy than that. And he stands six foot four, so uh, he towers over Aloe for sure. Um, Ferris, I think he's yeah, a Ferris bit... is not. Okay, he's not. He's not that. He's not that tall. Okay, uh, yeah. So he's kind of towers over both of you, and with that, he's also a step or two above you still. So he's about a foot or two towering over you both as you approach. It's good to see you. Come in, come in, out of that terrible sun just ushers you inside and as you get inside you can see a lot of merchandise for this place he has gone hard on everything fitting a style everything has these sort of blue cloths that wrap around all the different merchandise that he sells and you can quickly learn just from your past investigations from all of you that this is the whiz kid shop where he sells his trinkets so uh, come in, come in, please. Is there anything that draws your eye? As you both enter the shop. Yes. Al is more looking for, like, any sort of, like, gloves or bracers or anything like that. Okay. Like on his uh, next thing. I like that. Um, Spencer, give me a perception check as you're looking around. 17. 17 yeah spitzer you find there is sort of a shelf with a little bit of armor he doesn't have the widest selection of armor however he does have a set of we're just gonna go basic leather bracers is what he's just got like hanging from a hook on the shelf 
Hmm. I'm going to do a perception with him because he is keen on making sure his potential <laughs> clients are happy. Um, happy. So let me make my dice a little bit bigger here as well. All right. Let's see what he gets. He's got a bonus of three. He's got 11. Um, he doesn't quite understand what drawing you in, but he's going to follow after you, Spencer, and just say, are you perhaps looking for armor, maybe? I'm just looking for this. How, how much? Oh, I see. The You want those leather braces, do you? Yes. I see. Well, let me let me do some number crunching. And he's just going to kind of scratch his head, moves over to a book that he's got on his table, kind of scrolls down until he finds his leather bracers inventory. And then he's just going to look back at you and just say, Ah, I see here. I believe those were from the western coast. Uh, with import costs, it looks like that is going to cost roughly, um, tin gold with inflation and, you know, travel costs. Seven. <laughs> You're trying to haggle <laughs> with me, the counter wizard? He says, very offended. Well, that's Charisma. what you do. Charisma check with him. <laughs> Fails. Oh, that's so funny. Um, he quickly caves from you demanding that to him. He doesn't typically encounter that. Uh, seven, seven is good. Seven is good. He's just going to kind of extend his little decorative trident that he walks around with on his picture there. And just reaches up and kind of unhooks them from the shelf. Just passes them down to you. That, that will be seven gold, please. Right, he's just going to put one gold at a time on there uh the counter was very impatiently two, sits there watching three. just tapping his fingers still obviously trying to be as polite as he can be because you're a customer um yeah then he shifts kind of shifts his gaze to ferris and says and and what of you have you anything in mind to purchase he would probably be looking around uh he, like he's very lightly armed and yeah. armored He's probably just kind of looking around at like the kind of random trinkets and like little things ah, that you have as like accessory. I see you're a man of solitude, a man of silence. I too am a man of silence. Ha ha! Is he just like walks <laughs> across the room towards you, just very loud? Um, he's going to grab an item that is wrapped in like protective cloth from a top shelf. And just come down and set it in front of you. And um, your intelligence is what? Uh, 13. 13 yeah. yeah, 13 just from that in your sort of wisdom of 14. You realize this is an item you're not going to be able to afford. <laughs> Without even seeing whatever it is. It just starts unraveling a very fine, intricate cloth. Which exposes a spyglass sitting on the table in front of you. And he says, would you be interested in buying a spyglass? Very uh, rare. That would depend on the cost and its function. Ha <laughs> ha! Of course, cost is no worry for the counter wizard. And he just sort of like, sort of magic pixie dust comes out of his pocket as he throws it around him. Just scatters on his desk. He just says, would you care to inspect it? It is just a normal spyglass. Just hands it over to you. He'd, yeah, he'd uh, like turn it over, look at it. Like yeah. a after like a few mo moments, it becomes very obvious that like uh, this is not something he like 
has come across, really. Right. Um, and then, like, after a few moments, is like, uh, you know, this does feel like something uh, my friend would like. He's always looking at things from far away. How much might this end up going for? Of course! Um, he is going to just kind of, again, reach for more of the dust in his pocket. However, he's run out very quickly. <laughs> uh, so he just kind of runs back to his desk, grabs a bit more, sticks it in his pocket, and then just comes back around to you. You see, I would typically charge... Hmm... A thousand gold, I suppose, would be equivalent for the amount of labor that went into that spyglass. However, and his eyes kind of wander around the three of you, I can see that only one of you is truly able to afford such a price, so I suppose I would be open to negotiating a bit. Realistically, uh, with, your, uh, with your 18 gold that you're carrying with oh, you, yeah. there is no way you're going to be able to haggle this down. I mean, he he would have, like, no idea in general what and, the fuck this would cost. And again, the explanation is it would take a fucking lot of effort to make a spyglass in that time. Oh, yeah. And to make it good mm -hmm. as well, consistent. It's not like it they actually... can mass produce something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like you uh, assumed, we are not the heaviest in terms of coin. Uh, but we do, uh, we are good at doing tasks, tasks that are given to us. We're in here for a bit of business. Oh! Uh, in the city. Just kind of hikes his eyebrows towards you. I see! And just kind of slides down into his leather chair that he's got behind his desk, which is again covered in dust. Pixie dust, that is like the powder. <laughs> Uh, it's, you know, it's... Uh, Everything like, has yeah. a very noticeable layer of glitter. Oh, yeah. Everything's covered. Glitter yeah. <laughs> everywhere. But you love it. You love how it looks. Mm -hmm. um, and he's going to sit in his chair and he says, I, I suppose there is something you could do for me. I, At the very you, least, we'd be interested to hear about it. You see, I, and he just kind of starts wiping away some of the dust on the table for you, and he says, I am a very capable wizard. You see, I am quite, quite capable at copying spell scrolls within, you know, within a day's time, typically. Um, however, the cost is equivalent to the spell scroll that you would have me copy, but... You know, I would be willing to waive some of my cost if you could do me a favor, and I suppose I could throw in the spyglass if you would like. My problem is that I have a... And he kind of starts getting visibly, like, stressed a little bit and starts writing down on a piece of paper in Elvish, we're going to say, Tanto. Uh, he starts writing down in Elvish on the paper here um, without actually looking at it, and he says... There, there is a hooligan that lives here in the city. His name is Dimitri, and he has stolen a spell scroll of mine. That's just despicable. It's Why would he do such a thing? He, he's a hooligan, I tell you. He's a hooligan. That little tiefling needs to be punished, I tell you. 
But in theory, if you were able to retrieve my spell scroll from Dimitri, I, you know, I would be willing to negotiate on prices quite a bit. I think that is something we uh, could end up handling if we come across this fellow. Do you have a description of him and the specific role that he took from you? I, I do. And he's just going to kind of absentmindedly push that piece of paper towards all three of you here. I just did a quick inspection. I believe Tanto is the only one that can actually read Elvish. I um. can, if you give me a moment. <laughs> oh, how does that work? I forget. I just have to look at my ritual book. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Pretty, I have comprehend yeah, comprehend languages. languages. Oh, yep. gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Tanto, if you would like, um, you may feel free to do a perception check with this note that he's dropped on the table in front of you guys. Otherwise, I presume Aloe would do something like that. Give a sec. Maybe not. All right. Either way, that is fine. Uh, so, Spencer, if you want, you can make some sort of inspection with this document that he passes towards you. Um, otherwise, he's just going to move in to give you the description of this hooligan. Yeah, uh, I guess so. I got to do is... I guess you'd start doing that while he starts talking. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. bet. Because I doubt he's going to wait. No, no, no. He yeah, while his back is turned, I turn my back as well, open up my book, <laughs> read <laughs> yeah. the spell. Yeah. And then I'll go back and look at it. <laughs> yeah, you bet. He just starts describing, well, that man is an orange tiefling. You'll recognize him. He tends to wear a red cloak around his shoulders. I cannot stand him. He's just the sassiest little asshole you have ever met. <laughs> is he in the fire clan? <laughs> I'm going to make a wisdom saving throw. As Alice, like, squinting at the paper. In the fire <laughs> clan? What? What is that? The counter wizard asks you. I've not heard of such a group. And then just taps a finger on the paper in front of you. All right, I'm going to look more in-depthly at the paper. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Uh, he has written down a simple phrase on the paper. Let me write it down in Discord for you. Boy. And I'll say oh, it I'm actually loud. written message. I'll say it out loud. He writes down on a piece of paper in Elvish, of course, with your comprehend languages. You take a moment, but the letters will do it as a way where they sort of slide into place and translate as they do. So it's like a very active spell yeah. on the paper. That might be mm -hmm. the actual description. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> but either way, <laughs> is it actually... Pretty much. <laughs> oh, that's funny. They, it's they, just like whenever they have in a movie yeah, when exactly. like a, a person for some reason knows a language and it just yeah. shifts it from whatever language to Which English. Which realistically, it would not shift. It's already in the proper structure technically. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he writes down here, everything looks perfect. Mostly everything on the piece of paper. And then he just kind of gives you a, a normal smile, as you two would perceive it. Tanto might perceive it as a bit awkward. It sounds like someone we might end up running across on our own business. So if we do, we'll be sure to uh, say hi. inquire. Very well. I would be happy if you could deal with Dimitri. I mean... I've been dealing with him for years at this point, that little shit, but, I mean, 
I, I, he typically hangs around Broadstone Manor. It's, it's, you know, further into the city a bit. Um, but, you know, you'll know it whenever you see it because it's a terrible, terrible burned-down building. Hmm. But speaking of buildings, do you know where an observatory is? Wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Spencer, you oh boy. dog. <laughs> he, again, just sort of flinches. I have never heard of an observatory. What are you talking about? Spencer, will you make a wisdom saving throw for me? Uh, wisdom saving throw. Fifteen. Spencer, you recognize almost through a crack in this effect that hit you when you entered the city that he is not quite being honest through his, you know, what he's saying in this moment of not knowing about an observatory. And your kind of okay. your mind, your character's mind would obviously flash back to the map that you have that has the observatory circled on it. So this observatory isn't in the southwest edge of the city. I've never heard of an observatory, and I've lived here my entire life. I can tell you that much. And then just kind Do of you know crosses his arms. Observatory is. I have never heard of an observatory. How many times do I have to tell you that? Well, Please, I just you asked are, if you knew what it was. Uh, you're, you're upsetting the customers. He just points towards a lone figure in the corner of the room that's now visible. It's just the young <laughs> Timmy Villas character that you've been waiting days to retrieve, uh, you know, the zonal, uh, whatever that item even is even zonal called. Sorcery. I completely forget by now. Um, but that, you know, that powerful item, the soul medallion that you've been carrying yeah. around. And you just see him standing in the corner awkwardly. He's just like, uh, hey, guys. Uh, Al is going to lean into Tanto. You have the cheese. <laughs> no. Oh, God. I don't have any either. Oh, my gosh. I, I, you know, I, I had hoped that you guys would, you know, summon me or you sort of call me. You know, I've been busy. I didn't quite realize it's been a few days. Um. So yes, on back to business, not to interject. No, no of course, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, so, you, do you have the soul medallion or not? Ferris has it, right? Yeah, yeah, Ferris yes. has it. I'll let Ferris take over it. Uh, so we've, we've had it, and also we have no idea to contact you normally. I don't even know how that would work when you disappear and Did I reappear. Not give you a sending stone? No. I don't think he did. Oh. Yeah, he did not. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, okay, fine. Don't you don't need to be so direct. It's on me. My bad. My bad. Uh okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you have that soul medallion, or what's the deal? Am I putting your name back in the books? Uh, it, it, in Ferris's head, because we saw the mental communication. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I think we give it to him. I've already done everything I needed for it. So he'll just kind of like give, uh, he'll respond mentally. But I think it's better out of our hands anyway. Uh, you say, have, yes, yes, I have it. Um, and he'll, like, uh, 
turn and take off the pack, and then it would probably be really obvious that uh, he has the he has now both of the swords on his back yeah. when he's not using them. Yeah, for um, sure. So if the other two notice it, that's on them. Uh, but then you know, rifle through the bag for a bit and like turn his back to the other guy and pull it out. <laughs> Yeah. All this is happening. Could yeah. Tanto um, basically just get the attention of the counter wizard? Oh, of course. Um, Another Guster. Just like over here. Yeah. Um, and then I would like something um, trade with perhaps. Um, and I just pull out the platinum cube. Oh, shit. Uh Trying to get the attention away from whatever it is that's going on over here. Yeah, well, it works. Uh, the gold, the the golden, the counter wizard quickly turns his full attention towards you in this cube. He says, "Oh my God, is that pure platinum?" Perhaps it is. I, I don't even know what I could give you in exchange for such a thing. That is, that's priceless. Perhaps it is, but I'm sure we could come to an arrangement on what the price is. I I believe so. I I worry I don't have the funds to finance such a transaction. I mean, there are larger banks nearby, but, you know, they might be more equipped for what you're seeking. I mean, I trade in odd and in, odds and ends and just sort of runs over like, a pig head in a jar, <laughs> which is worth not much. <laughs> and he says, I don't know if I could honestly operate if I traded for such a cube. We'll see. What what else have you to offer? Um, uh, and then I'll, I'll basically stall as much as possible. Oh, you bet. To try and let them finish whatever it is that's going on there. Yeah, he runs through. He tells you that he's got a bunch of ball bearings. He has got assassin's blood in a vial, which is sort of like a like an assassination item. He's got manacles, which you can use to chain people up. He has got a pitcher of different flavors of wine. He has got a set of normal ass robes. He starts <laughs> to run you through a collection of ownership documents for different animals, including cows, pigs, chickens, ox. Um, and then he moves on to just a couple other items, like he has some rods that he tries to sell you, some ten-foot chains, and of course he brings out the spyglass. And by that time, Ferris, you are able to trade the soul medallion back to young Timmy here. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess that settles our friendship, huh? Guess we're clear. Uh, I mean, sure. But, you know, if you want to come hang out, we'll probably be available sometimes. I mean, I if that's an invitation, I'm, I'm happy to hang out with you guys someday. But, you know, right now your life is a bit too rock and roll for me. You know, I'm looking to settle down. <laughs> I'm young, you know? And he's just like, again, he's like an 8-year-old, 8 to 10-year-old just standing there. He's like, I'm, I'm young. You know, I've got my whole life ahead of me. I don't, don't want to get too crazy on adventures yet. Uh, I'm, yeah, someday. Oh, shit. I do have this for you. And he draws out, like, a little <laughs> envelope for you. Um, just a quick history check from you, Ferris, if you will. Sure. Uh, history. 
16 total. A 16 total. You are able to quickly identify this is one of those letters from that network of that Kashia tiefling from back in the western side of the continent. <laughs> and the most recent sigil stamped Lovely. on there is an owl. And so he just hands it to you and he just says, I I, I read it through the sealed notes. Um, It is a bit important, but I will let you deal with it. You know, it's not my problem. Uh, it's really not my just, problem. <laughs> it just starts to walk past uh, you. Yeah, and he's just gone. He's just like... Anyway, and just snaps his fingers as a, unless he hits a one. Oh my god, he hit a one. He snaps <laughs> his fingers as he tries to spawn one of his portals and just walks out into the street. He's like, <laughs> uh, oh, huh. that's, huh. that's that's new. interesting. I'm going to have to get a ride. Just starts like walking off. Like, Hello, bunny. Just walks up to the nearby bunny. And then he just kind of disappears around the corner of the shop. There is just, like, that very confused, <laughs> Every like, time. stunned look Every on his time. face. Yep. Like, ah, oh, yes, the god sorcerer child just appeared and handed yep. me a note and said he read it through the envelope. Yeah, yeah. And then just gives it to you and just walks away talking to a bunny. You know, truly a wild card. All I right. I didn't ask about the cheese. <laughs> Not this time around. There might Almost be markets time. nearby. Who knows? If you liked that episode, you'll love the next one. Listen now on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and get the entire Chronicles of the Omen catalog.